0: If you're a health entrepreneur, Coach or practitioner that wants to turn your expertise into a high six or seven figure virtual business with less stress, so you can impact more people at a deeper level while making more money and enjoying a greater quality of life in the process, then the Healthpreneur podcast is for you. I'm your host, Uriel Kame. I'm a former pro athlete, leading health expert, New York Times bestselling author, and the founder of Healthpreneur, where I help experts just like you create and fill high end virtual coaching programs that create dream come true results for your clients now for a free and in-depth training on how to do just that without manual prospecting one-on-one coaching or having to spend years building your online following head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training and jump on to our seven-figure health business blueprint training today and now let's get to today's episode in today's episode, I'm going to tell you about why comparison will kill your business. Stick with me, don't go anywhere. So, today's another solo round, guys. We're back, and I want to share a little story with you to lay some context about what we're about to talk about. So, my wife is awesome, naturally, right? She's terrific, and she runs an amazing business on Etsy. If you want to check it out, it's, called, it's uh, belovedcrystals.ca. And she makes really amazing bracelets using healing crystals and, and gemstones and stuff like that. It's phenomenal. And it's very tough for a spouse to give another spouse uh, business advice. So I don't do it very often. Only when she asks. And I'll just kind of throw my two cents in. If you've got a spouse, you know, you probably know what I'm talking about. Anyways, my wife and I are very much alike. So it's, we're not very complimentary in the sense of working together in a business. That's why we don't work together in the business. Now, so she's got this amazing business on Etsy that she's had for two years, and she's got like 7,000 plus sales, like 1,800 five star reviews, or something like that, like crazy. And I was like, one of the things that I've always been on top of her, not on top of her about with respect to this, but the things that I've hinted at her is that I said, listen, babe, you put in so much love and care into creating these bracelets. And why are you comparing your prices, what you do to other bracelet companies on Etsy or elsewhere? And it's not just her, it's what everyone does. And this is a problem. This is a problem. Because when you compare yourself to anyone else, you automatically become a commodity, assuming that you implement what you're looking at. Now, there's a slight, let me just, there's a, there's a distinction here, okay? So there is the, the, I mean, there's the look at what other people are doing just to kind of know, right? And maybe to look at, okay, what's working here, what isn't. But then the flip side, the other side of the train track, which is not as healthy is, oh man, they're selling these bracelets for $35. My bracelets need to be $35 as well. If you play that game, and this is something that I have seen, in a very big way, especially when it comes to information products, everyone's selling their thing for, oh, let me guess, is it $7 or is it 15 It's all the same. Or online training, let me guess, you're selling your online training packages for, what is it, $197 a month? So is everyone else. And everyone is using the same technology. They're using the same platforms and everyone is the same. That's a problem. You will suffer if you continue to do that, if you are doing that. Now, on the flip side, there's very little room at the top of the mountain. Let's use the analogy here, okay? So let's say we're climbing Mount Everest. At base camp or, you know, at ground zero, whatever the base elevation is, there's a lot of people, right? There's a lot of people who are like, yeah, let's do this. You know, you have to go Sherpas and the tents and the, the camps and everything ready to go. And let's just say there's a thousand people that are ready to scale the mountain. So all thousand people, they're looking at each other, like, yeah, we can do this. We're all the same. They get up to base camp one, which is let's just, just I don't even know what the elevation is, but let's just call it ten thousand feet. And now, some people are starting to feel the effects of altitude sickness, and some people don't have the, the the level of fitness or aerobic capacity to continue on going. So let's say half the people drop off, and now half the people, five hundred people are left, and they're going to make their way up to base camp two. And all of a sudden when they hit base camp two at 18,000 feet, let's say now we're starting to approach some pretty high altitudes where people are really starting to feel it. we got some people having bleeding noses and not feeling good. we got some people that are throwing up and have constant headaches and we got half the tribe, half the camp, half the crew that is dropping off. So we only have 250 people left. They're going to continue up to base camp three, which is let's call that 25,000 feet. And now we're getting into like the dead zone where there's like almost no oxygen and like, the true survival of the fittest comes into play. And a lot of the people are just like, you know what, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't wanna put my health, my, my, my life in jeopardy. I'm just gonna go back down. And so out of the 250 people, only 20 continue on. And those 20 people make it to the summit. So we started off with 1,000 people at the bottom and only 20 people made it to the top. Now, I'm not saying that that is always the case, but let's just use that as an analogy in this example. The point of the story is that there is always less room, there's always less competition at the top of the mountain. So why would you decide to play at the bottom? Why would you decide to play at the bottom? When it comes to pricing, we'll talk about pricing. We actually had an episode on pricing a few few weeks ago, uh, episode 60, I believe, on how to charge premium pricing. Um, No, sorry, it wasn't uh, episode 60, it was... Episode 72, how to charge premium pricing prices even if you're not a guru. The thing about pricing is this. You either become the cheapest or the most expensive. If you're anywhere in between, you become a commodity. I call that the dead zone. So either you become the Walmart or the Costco or you become the Rolls Royce. Seriously. And I don't recommend becoming the Walmart because when you price things very inexpensively, you need a massive amount of volume to make that make sense for you. And in order to have a massive amount of volume with very small margins, you have to become maniacal about data and tracking and you have no wiggle room. That's not a lot of fun to operate in. That's where, that's where most people online are when they're selling $10 ebooks and they're trying to upsell you and then they're trying to increase their average card value from like $19 to $21 just so they can take those $2 of profit and and hopefully build something out of that. And that's fine. I mean, that's, that's where I lived for way too long. But the better option, I believe, is to just focus on the flip side, which is go high, go premium, charge more, offer a better service, produce a better result for your clients. And do not compare yourself to what other people are doing because that is going to limit your creativity it's going to limit what you think is possible because you're going to here's the thing is that especially when it comes to pricing or anything new the biggest objection we have is well i don't know if this will work for me because i want to see it before i believe it and that is the exact wrong approach to take with anything in life because if you're asking yourself well i need to see the proof before i believe this can work well guess what that's never going to happen. You're not going to see anything you want to see because what we do as entrepreneurs is we take things that don't exist and we bring them into physical form. We take an idea and we create something out of that into a product, a service, a program. That is the genius that we have as entrepreneurs. It's amazing. So in those cases, you have to believe that you have this magic and we're turning that magic into something tangible. But if we're always looking for where's the proof before believing it, then naturally we're going to compare ourselves to what other people are doing. It's the same thing that happened with Roger Bannister, who was the first person to break the four-minute mile. Before that, no one thought it was possible because it hadn't been done. And all of a sudden, here's a guy, Roger Bannister, who said, you know what? This has never been done. There's no proof of this ever being done in the history of man, but I believe that I can do this. And he did. And when he did, within the next 12 months, I believe it was 13 other people Broke the four-minute mile. And it's really up to you whether you want to be the innovator, the person who says, I believe that I can do something. I believe I can do something special here. Or I'm going to wait until someone else does it, and then I'm just going to follow their footsteps and just kind of become a bit of a follower instead of a leader. So really think about yourself. Like, There's really two reasons that we doubt anything in life. Number one is we doubt ourselves. Or we doubt or we don't have faith in the process, whether it's a business model or a specific process. We don't believe that will work or we don't believe we can make it work. And so you have to go to work. You have to go to town. You have to work on yourself and build that belief. You have to build that delusional optimism, as I call it. And you have to take, as an entrepreneur, you have to take risk, calculated risk. But the risk comes from believing in yourself. Do you think that Elon Musk believes in himself? maybe a little bit, if it weren't for people like Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, and, and, and thousands of other amazing entrepreneurs and business owners around the world, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. I probably would not be able to talk into this microphone because someone didn't think it was possible. So I want to really challenge you to go within introspect instead of compare. You have to know deep inside that what it is you're doing is going to be or what you're thinking of doing is going to be right for you. It doesn't matter if other people have succeeded or not with it. All that matters is, you know, you can make this happen. Let me give you a perfect example. So we've got an amazing workshop called the Health Business Accelerator. And the only way we invite people to join us is by an application or they go through our perfect client pipeline, at which points we jump on the phone with them. And whenever, I'm not going to say in 100% of cases, but one of the the bigger objections is, well, like, how do I, what's the success rate of this? Like, how do I know this is going to work for me? That's the wrong question to be asking, because what that says is that you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in yourself because what we've done is we've laid out, hey, here's the game plan. This works. We've stated the case. We've shown the proof. And if you don't feel that this is going to work, that's on you. That's not on us. We've seen this work in our business. We've helped countless clients with the same process. This works. So understand that self-doubt kills business. And self-doubt comes partly from not believing in how good your thing is and how amazing you are to really transform someone's life. But self-doubt also comes from comparison. I think it was Theodore Roosevelt who said, Comparison is a thief of joy. There's another great quote. I don't know who said this one, but don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. You have no clue what someone else's business really looks like. So when you're comparing yourself to people on Instagram who have like 400,000 subscribers and you think that's what you want to do or need to do to build your business, I'm going to tell you that is an absolute waste of time. And it's not that all of them are are, are not doing well. I mean, obviously some of them are doing very well, but I can guarantee you this the people you think are quote-unquote crushing it with their online business are not and I know a lot of these people very closely the people that are doing like eight figures in business revenue but their profit is like one percent that's not very alluring that's not the type of business I want to run I don't know if you want to run that but that doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me so be very careful when you're comparing yourself to other people other businesses because you don't know what the true picture is don't even compare yourself to my business like it's so it's so interesting you know maybe compare yourself to healthpreneur because it's actually done properly but you know my health and fitness business I have so many people like oh my god dude I love your stuff I'm like hold on you love my stuff what does that mean like you love the type of business I've built why Because I've put out some good content and some YouTube videos, I appreciate the kind words, but I don't really wish that type of business on you because it's so complex, there are so many moving parts, so many expenses beyond that even makes sense, and it's not the type of business I would ever want to run again. And that's why with Healthpreneur, we set things up properly from day one. So please spend more time introspecting than comparing yourself to other people going back to my wife's bracelet business, you know, she, a couple days after we had a conversation, we're at dinner, having a conversation about her prices. Uh, I think a day or two later, she's like, Hey, guess what? I've just like increased my prices. I was, I was challenging her to double her prices because they're charging, you know, again, 35 to $40 for a bracelet. And I was giving her countless examples of other bracelets, similar, that are charging two to three times as much. And And I'm like, they're mass production. They're not putting the love and care that you are putting into your bracelets. And I told her one thing that really stood out for her. And she's, she's like, you know, the one thing that really made sense to me was you said I've got 7,000 sales and over 1,700 five-star reviews. I was like, yeah, I think that's enough proof you need to increase your prices, right? <laughs> so, so you have to believe in yourself. You have to, like, or oh, as Old Spice would say, believe in your smelf. Please don't compare yourself to other businesses. Please don't compare yourself to other people because you are unique. You are the only you. If you start comparing your prices, your stuff to what other people are doing, then guess what? You've just increased the level of competition in your market and that's not good. That's not gonna help you, right? So climb to the top of the mountain, do the work, separate yourself, go premium, be the best, be the pinnacle of service that the clients who are looking for a solution will seek out. No one wants a mediocre results. No one wants a, yeah, it's okay. You know, that's why it's only 10 bucks. People who are suffering with pain or problems, they want the solution. And the faster, the better, and the more certain, the better. And that's only gonna come by looking within and creating something magical for your clients, okay? So that is all for today's episode. If you wanna help creating your magic or turning your magic into an amazing program that will serve clients at a deep level and give you the freedom financially and time-wise that you want, uh, start off by just joining our free training over at healthprintergroup.com forward slash training and I'll walk you through our seven figure health business blueprint. It's a terrific 75 minutes, promise you it'll be the best 75 minutes you spent on your business in a while. And until the next episode, we're actually speaking with a good buddy, Adam Lloyd, Who's a terrific trainer uh, not too far outside toronto and it, we're actually be talking about how to rise to the top in a super competitive marketplace so it's actually good timing after this solo round to be having that interview and then on friday we'll be talking with marty wasserman who will be talking to us about how to build a business with podcasting which is uh, gonna be a fun conversation as well so that's what's coming your way this week remember to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already and you can hit the little subscribe button on iTunes. That'll take care of that for you so you don't miss any upcoming episodes or more of my solo sessions. And I've got more great stuff coming your way. So once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I'm signing off. Continue to g- just go out there, be great, do great. And I'll see you in our next episode on Wednesday.